When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I used to argue with people when they'd be like, man, I'm just a product of my environment or man. I used to, even though I'm going, I was going down the wrong path. I still would tell people like, man, we don't want to hear that. You feel me? Go to school if you want to. You feel me? Yeah. But when you really dig deep, that's the, like the, the big problem. You feel me? And then like yeah. a lot of people, like my parents really weren't on drugs or nothing like that, but a lot of people's parents were. So, if you look up to your parents and they're doing drugs, you're going to go, you're going to probably try drugs because the people you're, the people that you look up to are doing it. I'm knocking doors down with Dallas Rockmore, AKA little Dallas. We talk about what led him to a path of self-destruction and at 16 ending up in federal prison. We also discuss the amazing opportunity Dallas was given to we also discussed the amazing opportunity Dallas was given to reach the youth talking with them about substance abuse addiction and mental health issues and of course we get into those fun random questions and hey while you're checking knocking doors down out don't forget to hit the subscribe button and if you get a lot out of this podcast share with a friend and don't forget the archive of interviews we have Bam Margera Brandon Novak Kat Von D Charlie Sheen Edward Furlong Kelly Osborne. the list goes on and on of amazing guests that have been on the podcast sharing how they have found purposeful lives speaking of purpose how about a lifestyle brand with purpose 5150 LTM. That's right. Not only is it a lifestyle brand that can fit whatever it is you're trying to achieve in life, but they give back to the community. Right now, I am wearing my new 5150 hat, warm weather jacket. As well, I got my new 5150 joggers on that I like to wear around the winter time. And you, the listener of Knocking Doors Down, get 20% off every time you shop at 5150LTM. All you have to do is use the code KDD20 at checkout and get 20% off. And of course, I said it helps within the community. And how does 5150 give back to the community? Portions of the sales benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation. There are three amazing programs, the race to end the stigma, the race for autism, and the race to be drug free. More on the Carlos Vieira Foundation, go to carlosvierafoundation.org. Little Dallas, thanks for joining me on Knocking Doors Down. Hey, what's up, bro? Well, hey, we're going to dig into your story and more so uh, the work you're doing in the aftermath, so to speak. But, um, you know, I want to kind of start with childhood uh with you grew up in sacramento um what was home life and how did maybe that start that path down to the trouble you eventually got in like my mom and dad they never really had too much money uh they always was like kind of like fighting or having their little differences so you know what i'm saying like in my neighborhood is 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 probably one of the most violent neighborhoods in Sacramento. So with me not wanting to really be inside the house, I was always outside with all the kids doing doing everything I shouldn't be doing, you know what I'm saying? Well, and it's an easy path. I was I was talking with a um lady in New York about this that you know, so you don't have a good home structure and oftentimes that could lead to trouble at school because then you start acting out. But you're gonna look to connect with someone mm-hmm. and to feel like a part of a group yeah. and accepted and art art's like this, right? Uh I tell people like cause some people like of course some people has overcame where they came from. There's a lot of people that, oh, look at this guy, he came from here and look at him now, and he went to college and you know what I'm saying? Of yeah. course there's those success stories. But if you got a son and He's he's in the house, right? Everybody on the street is playing football. Everybody's on the police playing football outside your house. Everybody's playing basketball outside your house. 
what what do you do? Your 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 excuse is gonna say, well, shit. Everybody plays basketball in my neighborhood. Everybody plays football in my neighborhood. It was only right for my son to go play football or basketball because everybody does it. So yeah. of course he's gonna play it. So imagine if coming from my neighborhood, when you step outside of your house or you go to school, every single person is gangbanging. Every single kid is doing this. So, but but you don't expect me to to follow that suit. You only expect me to follow if they're playing basketball or football or doing the right thing. So imagine if everybody outside your house is doing the wrong thing. What you expect, you feel me, a kid, to, uh, what path do you expect them to go down? You feel me? Yeah. Well, I mean, because at that age, we don't know. You know, our environment yeah. starts to create a lot of things. And, I mean, this is the, the damn environment. I mean, what are you going to do, you know? And, and you think it's regular. And I used to not really like, I used to kind of like, I used to argue with people when they'd be like, man, I'm just a product of my environment or man, I used to, even though I'm going, I was going down the wrong path. I still would tell people like, man, we don't want to hear that. You feel me? Go to school if you want to, you feel me? Yeah. But when you really dig deep, that's the, like the, the a big problem. You feel me? And then like yeah. a lot of people, like my parents really weren't on drugs or nothing like that, but a lot of people's parents were. So if you look up to your parents and they're doing drugs, you're going to go, you're going to probably try drugs because the people you're, the people that you look up to are doing it. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's that modeling, you know, oftentimes, you know, like the, if you break it down just a simple way, you know, mom and dad are the first examples of what a, a man and woman are supposed to be. And so if those things is what is going on, you know, we're going to emulate that like you. I mean, you know, like you said, there is a lot of, uh, you know, arguing going on in the house, not a lot of income. So there's all that stress. And, you know, kids, they feel all that stuff. All that stuff gets internalized and, and starts to become a part of it. But you're right in that what you say, there's a point where it's like you have to take onus that like, I, I don't want to be a victim. I'm not going to be a, a victim. Absolutely right, bro. I want to talk about because uh, I have not had an opportunity to talk to too many people on this about, you know, gang life, how people get in it. And where I grew up and let alone my high school, like we had so much trouble with with drugs and gangs, weapons that they took all the, the, the fucking lockers out. Dallas, there's like it was like, OK, we'll just give them no option to hide this stuff. So, uh yeah, you know, but I remember talking to a buddy in, in, in high school. I'm like, why do you do it? We were in Castroville, California. And, uh, you know, his thing was, well, you're on the basketball team, right? And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, you know, I was asking why you guys dress the same and everything else. And he goes, you all wear the same uniform, right? Yeah. Well, then everybody knows you're a team, right? And I go, yeah. And he goes, well, when I dress like this and I walk down the streets and somebody wants to mess with me and they see I'm dressed like my team, they walk the other way. And I was like, oh, shit, that's a good way. I never thought about that. That makes sense. See, my neighborhood is a little, it's like a little different. Like we're not, I mean, we wear red, we're bloods, but like we also wear blue and we'll wear any color we want. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's just like, like I said, like if you grew up on it, like we grew up and we're all right here. We all grew up together. And then we're all like a part of like a little group. And then like it, it slowly starts between like, okay, we go to the mall. We're all together. You know what I'm saying? We get into a fight with these other kids. And then sooner or later, somebody dies. So even if you're not, even if you feel like, oh, you really don't want to, you really don't want to really go down this path. But now, like, they killed your best friend. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So now it's like, you got to do something. So now you didn't, you didn't retaliate it. Now, like, they looking for you. And then it just goes from there. And then it's like, it's like it'll never stop so like even right now with me it's like i'm working with uh mental health and people with substance abuse and i'm trying to like make it a big change you know what i'm saying yeah stop the violence trying to do all that right but everything from my past life people ain't forgot you know what i'm saying right so there's people that are always going to want to hate me. There's people that's always going to want me dead. There's people that, you know what I'm saying? No matter what changes I make or whatever, that doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? That does not matter at all. They don't care. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So just because you want to change your life, that doesn't, they're looking at it like, I don't want to change mine. 
You feel me? And I'm still looking for you. You feel me? Yeah. So yeah. it's it's about just like kind of like like separating yourself from people and just like not putting yourself in bad positions and situations. Like I don't go a lot of like a lot of places. I don't, you know what I'm saying? I just, I just avoid like places or things where I'm going to have to do something to somebody else or somebody might have to do something to me. You feel me? So because somebody, of course I'm going to have to defend myself. And that's why I went to prison the first time. I was really just defending myself. You feel me? But I still went to prison. You feel me? Yeah. Well, that's the, that's the shit nature of how it goes down. Right. I mean, you know, my story, Dallas, I'm in recovery for alcoholism and uh, primary drug uh, alcoholism. And, you know, it's that same thing. Like, here I am. Oh, I just think I'm hanging out. I'm having a good time. But you put yourself in these environments and and bad shit's bound to happen. You know, it's just it's just how it's going to roll. Eventually, someone in the group, like you said, is going to get hurt shot killed uh arrested uh get hooked on something it's it's no different when you yeah. are doing the nefarious and, things it's just it, someone is going to be a byproduct of it and then the people on yeah. the other side if if they if there's no support in mental health and and trauma and all these things they're never going to let that go yeah and a lot of a lot of it is mental health and a lot of it is substance abuse problems or like like, cause like, look, like a lot of things people do, they would have never did if they weren't drunk or they weren't high or they weren't trying to get high. You know what I'm saying? All so too well. like, I'm pretty sure like, you, I'm pretty sure if like, like, cause people like kind of like brush off alcoholism. You feel me? And to me, that's one of the worst ones because that liquid courage, like my dad's an alcoholic. You feel me? Kind of slowed down lately and shit, but he was an alcoholic most of the time. And just like random fights and random like shit that, I, that he would never do when he wasn't drinking. He would do when he's, when he's drinking, you feel me like that extra, like, you know what I'm saying? That it gives you like that. And it happens. It's probably the same thing for you. Like, okay, I used to drink. So now I got to avoid people that love drinking. I got to avoid my friends that are, they don't have a problem with drinking. They can get drunk and be cool. I can't. So I got to avoid you, even though you guys are cool when you guys are drinking, I'm not. You know what I'm saying? It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for my body. Even if I am cool, it's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for my body. It's not. I don't like what it's doing to my family. I don't like what it's doing in my pockets. I just don't like nothing it's doing. It ain't doing nothing beneficial for you. You feel me? It's just, it just becomes a habit. You feel me? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. I, I didn't yeah. know. I didn't have any coping skills in, in trauma through childhood and some adult stuff. I didn't know how to deal with it. And I didn't. You know, there's a lot of the mindset of, well, you know, a man doesn't ask for help. We, you know, we just whatever. And, yeah. and, you know, but then like you're like, like, like you're a superhero or something. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. But then once I would drink, you know, the, the inhibitions are gone and then the bullshit comes to the surface and I'm going to vent it mm-hmm. out on somebody. It's either getting on the phone, crying my eyes out, or it's, it's anger and rage. You know, there was there, those were the only two things. And, um, yeah, it's incredibly ugly. I agree with you. You know, it's it's alcohol. You know, I mean, it's advertised like no other drug. It is the, you know, most prevalently readily available. And, you know, what what are we going to do? Yeah, and it's and it's easy. So that's that's why I came home and. And I was like, hey, I want to I want to do some I want to make a change. I want to reach out to as many people as I can and try to. And that's why I got in with Healthy Life Recovery in San mm. Diego. I originally reached out to one of the owners, uh, Ryan Witt, and I just was trying to just help for free. You know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to, hey, I'm just what, what can I do? I'm trying to do some type of uh, donations, uh, talk to some people, some something. You know what I'm saying? What 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 can I do? Because I got a small platform, not the biggest platform, but you know what I'm saying? I got a following behind me and I can... You know what I'm saying? Maybe do something. You know what I'm saying? And I was reaching mm-hmm. out to a lot of people like that. But when I with with them, is that he seen that I was so involved and so much trying to trying to like I was blowing them up, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And uh they actually hired me. So this is like actually my actual real first job. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like I make music and I rap. I get money from music also. But 
that was actually my first this is actually my first job you feel me and it's cool because it's i'm doing something that that i really wanted to do and i just wanted to do it just genuinely just from my heart you know what i'm saying just to help people because i've seen people like like a lot of my friends they're like off drugs and like i can't because i did 11 years so when right. i came home like when i went to jail I was 16 so all these grown adults now that used to be my little childhood friends they're like sprung out on drugs they're some of them are homeless and some and and it's all because of drugs or like mental health you know what i'm saying like it's it's real for 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 people for for a lot of gang members and for people that ain't in gangs and for just life period it's mental health is i think everybody struggles with some sort of mental health yeah now whether you need treatment that's another thing you know what i'm saying you might not need treatment but i feel like everybody struggles with mental health and if you like if you acknowledge it and you're you're because it's like frowned upon to get help you know what i'm saying it's like people are like wow you're in treatment like it's like people are it's like nah, damn i gotta be embarrassed to get the help that i need when everybody needs it you know what i'm saying it's like water you feel me like everybody needs it you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's i don't see nothing wrong with it like me personally i don't see nothing wrong with it like i don't i don't see like wow like you're in rehab or like wow you're getting like like I feel like okay, that's what I'm talking about. You feel me? That's like going to the gym to me. Like yeah. okay, you going to the gym, and and like conversations like this, like for me, it's therapeutic. The more I talk about it, and the more the more I like, the more like bad thoughts or bad like energy or anything like okay, I'm I'm getting that out the way. The more I talk about it, the more I the more I say it out loud. And the more dumber like some of the things I done done or some of the, the more dumber it sounds. You feel me? Like wow, like, I was really doing that stupid ass shit. <laughs> like yes. that shit is dumb as hell. Uh and knowledge is power. Like that knowledge is power. Like how they say, like you hear people say, Oh, knowledge is power, knowledge is power. That is one of the most slept on quotes. You feel me? Because once you get the knowledge and you really get the knowing and, and, and realizing what's really going on. It's like knowledge really is power because now that I got the knowledge to know that drugs is like, man, that's just dumb. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, mental health. I can't say it's dumb, but it's dumb for me to recognize that I have mental health problems and not want to get help. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You should want to get help because like some of the most successful people I know, have been to rehab and help help you know what i'm saying and you would never know it till this day you know what i'm saying you would never know it and i i check in with them too i check in with and get mental health help all the time like as much as i could talk to a counselor or something they might not know what i'm doing but i know what i'm doing if i know this is like one of the mental health counselors i'm gonna talk to them and i'm just gonna really i'm i'm getting my help you feel me yeah. and they probably think i'm just talking to them just to talk but really, like, oh man, he's pretty cool. Really, I'm trying to get, really, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get rejuvenated real quick. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to get some. I'm trying to get something. I'm trying to let something out. I, need, I just need to talk. You know what I'm saying? The Knocking Doors Down book shares all the history and inspiration behind the Carlos Vieira Foundation and how it all started. All proceeds from the book benefit the Carlos Vieira Foundation's Race to Be Drug Free campaign. So what's that all about? Through the Race to Be Drug Free campaign. Carlos Vieira Foundation raises awareness about drug abuse, donates to drug-free programs, and brings drug-free speakers into schools to educate youth. The Race to Be Drug-Free campaign's main program is the Gloves Not Drugs boxing program. This program is completely free for kids between the ages of 8 and 17 to learn discipline, strength, respect, camaraderie, and the art of boxing. The program was created to keep kids off the streets, out of gangs, and away from drugs. For more info and to get involved, check out carlosvierafoundation.org. Well, and a great quote that I heard, Dallas, was uh, uh, when we share our stories, it lightens the load for everybody because it offers connectivity. Like, you know, I'm sure if you and I were sitting at a re restaurant waiting to be seated, we could look at each other and go, man, I probably got nothing in common with that guy. But here we are yeah. talking 
and there is some commonality. You know, I never faced any serious jail time or anything of that nature, but there's some commonality there. And I and I think it's so important for everybody to get it out so that it's not you know being ostracized and people being put down and oftentimes my perspective tell me what you think i think the people that are putting it down are the people that are unwilling to look in the mirror at themselves exactly 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 because there's no way there's no way that you putting it down is a mental health problem you putting that down is that shows me you really have a problem you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying because if 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 you feel like no one should go get help or no one should, you you have a more problem than the people getting help. You need it the most. You really need it. You feel me? So that's why when people do put it down, I don't I don't get mad. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I just get kind of like like okay now I really want to start talking to this guy. You know what I'm saying? Or or this girl or whatever. You feel me? Because because they really they really are 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 struggling with something. You feel me? And they're trying to cover it up with all this you feel me mm-hmm. so i i know exactly what you're talking about and like what you said like the more you talk the more there's people that see me and off the off the rip they're like oh shit <laughs> this mother you know what i'm saying <laughs> and then when they talk to me they'd be like oh what the hell this dude's hella cool you feel me like how's he how's he this cool and this happy all the time? He just, he just got out of prison from doing all that time. Like how, you know what I'm saying? I'm probably the most happiest person that I'll be around. You feel me? Like mm-hmm. a most non-negative person that people be around the most non-racist person that anybody knows. I'd be with Asians. I'd be with white boys all the time. I'd be with black dudes. I'd be with Indians. I'd be with everybody. You know what I'm saying? And I look at them as equal. And if anybody disrespects them, I feel more disrespected than they feel. You feel me? Yeah. yeah. Somebody's racist towards a white guy or a black guy or or Indian or Asian. I'd be more disrespected than them. You, I feel more disrespected than them. You feel mm-hmm. me? Yeah. Like I get more, I get mad. You feel me? Even even if it were one on one, I get mad. You feel me? Like I'm I'm not going for that. You feel me? Even if it's just me and somebody one on one in the room, like I don't play that because, for example. A white guy hired me and changed my life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he gave me a shot that hella people would never give me. You feel me? And they got the they got the means and they got everything to 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 do what he did for me, and they didn't. Yeah, yeah. And so that's why I look at I look at a lot of things like that. Like, bro, you cannot look at color. You gotta you gotta just look at people's attitudes and. And their characters, you know what I'm saying? Like, who cares? Like, bro, I don't care at all. Like, zero percent. I don't care. People are just <laughs> humans. Look at people as humans. You know what I'm saying? I think we forget that. People walk around so often and forget that, the, you know, that person that you're walking by or whatever is struggling with something, too. They've got their hardships. Yeah. They've got their things, you know. And I know I've had people, well, you know, I always love this one. If I was rich, I would be happy. It's like, no, you wouldn't. No. And I know some rich people that are miserable motherfuckers. So, yeah, because the more money you get, the more entitled everybody feels around you. Right. You know what I'm saying? You you could help somebody give them five thousand. They're gonna. Why didn't he's rich? You should have gave me twenty thousand. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And then you're dealing with that. Like, damn, I can't make nobody happy, no matter what I do. You know what I'm saying? And I deal with that, and I'm not even rich. You know what I'm saying? I I got a few dollars though. You feel me? I got I got some money, but. I'm dealing, I deal with the same thing. Like people ask me for this. People ask me for that. Oh, can I have this? I'll pay you back on Tuesday. And now it's like, you don't even talk to me or you ignore me because you didn't, cause you didn't pay me back. Cause you, cause you didn't want to pay me back. You're mad at me. Yeah. And I didn't even say nothing about you paying me back. I probably would have just gave it to you. But since you told me you give me, pay me back and you don't want to pay me back. Now you avoided me. So now it's like I lost a friend or a family member. Because I gave you some money. Yeah. Because now that you don't want to pay me back, you just ignore me and just, you know what I'm saying, X me out. I don't know about you. I mean, I've been through similar situations and and definitely through my my addiction didn't recognize it, Dallas. But now on the other side of it, I'm I'm grateful because I'm like, you've done me a favor. I now have boundaries. I'm not here to please you. I'm not, I'm not your piggy bank. I'm not any of that. Yeah. So thank you. I recognize who you are and you can stay the hell over there. And that's fine. Exactly. I wish you well. 
You know what I'm saying? You need assistance on any type of help or anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm here. I will help you, but just leave me alone. You gave me a reason to you gave me a reason to never to never give you no money or anything like that again. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it sucks it gotta be like that. But now it's like I just tell people no, 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 no. Unless I know like you really need it, I'm like, no, no, no. Because me saying yeah is is you're probably gonna go MIA on me or you're gonna do something like that. And I'm not even tripping, you feel me? Yeah. So it's like I lose more when I say yeah, you feel me? I'm trying to be nice and I and I still lose. So now it's like I just randomly help people or or I'm or you know what I'm saying if you ask me it's for something like that you really need, that's one thing. But if I know that you're just getting high or you're doing you can't get nothing from me, you feel me? Mm-hmm. Because I I'm not gonna be preaching that people need to get sober or people need help and I'm feeding into your addiction. I'm not doing that. So yeah. if, even if I know you get high, don't ask me for nothing. You feel me? Because yeah. you're you're spending money on 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 all the wrong things and then you think you come to me and get the get what you need now that you're you're broke or something. And I'm not gonna I can't do that. That's that's going backwards. Well and so many people just don't like boundaries. They just don't. And it's such an imperative part of, of life as all stages of life, but especially when we get into adulthood. I want to ask you, though, you know, I mean, you sound like I've encountered people that have had different experiences in their incarceration. It sounds to me like you just you were able to find some positivity in knowing that you wanted to accomplish something when you got out. How do you uh, yeah. reflect on it? And what were some of maybe your positive? I know it's hard for people to imagine. How's it positive when you're locked up? But so many people take away positives. I mean, I have friends that have found God, their sobriety, um, you know, yeah. purpose. I mean, you've come out, you just said, hey, I want to help you out. And a guy's like, cool. I see some, I see some purpose in you. Yeah. And and because like when I first went to jail, it was like, I was like 360 type of like when I obviously I was I was young, but I was like extremely violent, like any reason to get violent or any reason to. And this is like even like sober, like any reason to just. To hurt somebody like, oh, I'm with that. I'm with that 100 percent. Like, come on. But then when I first went to but I was always like, uh. Like, people always say, like, oh, you're ahead of your time. I was always kind of smart or, you know what I'm saying? I was always kind of, like, like not, like, I was just quick to do, like, violent stuff. You feel me? Mm-hmm. But, like, I could still have a conversation with you. I was, like, you know what I'm saying? He's like, oh, he's hella cool. But, like, man, he just be fucking up all the time. You know what I'm saying? I was one of those dudes. And uh, uh, once I, uh, once I went to to juvenile hall and at first i'm like man whatever they're gonna give me like two years they don't give a fuck i'll be right back out on the streets terrorizing everybody you feel me and uh they try to give me life you feel me they were trying to give me life they were trying to give me like something crazy you feel me wow and then that's that's when i really start like looking at like damn because you ain't have nothing like i was single sales and stuff with myself and i just be sitting there thinking like like, damn, man, like, they finna give me life. Like, I'll never come home, you feel me? Yeah. And and I'm just I'm just sitting there, and I'm just like, like, damn. Like, like, this literally, like, what life is about? Like, damn, like, this is, like, this is stupid. And then you start meeting people, and you start seeing people, and they might be from, from your enemies' hoods, and, and they going through the same shit you going through, you feel me? Yeah, and then like even if we fight, we end up being cool right after. You feel me? <laughs> That's an irony. You start talking, and we don't even really know why we fighting. It's just because you from over there, and I'm from over here, and we going through the same shit. We in here going through the same shit. We in here both miserable. You know what I'm saying? We in here just and I just was like, man, I gotta make some changes. You feel me? Because if if I want to come home and stay home and, and enjoy my freedom and like I gotta make some changes because even if they let me go home and I still got this mind frame, like how I'm thinking like man I'm, I'm gonna come right back you feel me 
they not playing with me right now. They they already got something against me because my my name was ringing in the city. Like all the DA, this is my first time in jail. All the DAs, everybody already knows me. They are I already been under investigation. Wow, you feel me? So they they already know exactly who I am when I came up in there. Like, well, we finally got your little dumbass. So, and I did my crime right in front of the police car. I'm on camera. You feel me? Shooting. You feel me? So. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, if I go to trial, I'm going to lose. There's no way that I'm going to win. You feel me? And so, like, I I kind of had, like, a little influence over kids in juvenile hall. Like, when I first went to juvenile hall, I, I had hella tattoos, all these tattoos and shit. I had all this shit. You feel me? Yeah. So, the kids all thought I was hella cool. You feel me? And then I was doing music then. So, like, some people knew about my music. And uh, the staff always asked me, like, Man, like, who are you? Like, every time we go work in other buildings, like, all the kids are always asking about you. Man, like, like, what's up with you? Like, why, like, why is everybody always asking about you? Like, who, who are you, bro? And I'm like, like, honestly, I don't know. Like, I mean, I got a couple songs out that that, that are kind of like, you know, what I'm saying, like, everybody in Sacramento be kind of listening to. Like, maybe it's that. You feel me? And then, oh, like, man, well, I don't know. Whatever it is, everywhere we go, like, all these kids are always asking about you, man. Hmm. And uh. So I was talking to one of the staff members and we made, I made a group. I made up a, uh, uh, like a program. You feel me? Yeah. To where when the kids and all the other, they gave my own building and they, I'm, it started off just me and a couple other, like me and two other, uh, uh, little inmates. You feel me? In juvenile hall. And whenever all the kids all in, through the whole juvenile hall, whenever they would mess up and they would get in trouble, they would send them to me, you feel me, in my building. Yeah. And, like, I would have to wake up 2 in the morning if a kid, like, because they're little kids. Some of them are 11 years old. They're flooding their toilets. They're wow. rubbing feces everywhere. They're, they're little kids. I wake up, like, 2 in the morning. They'd be like, hey, Rokemore, hey, we got somebody, you feel me? They're coming. So when they come, I put them in a the cell, and then I'd be, I'd be up at, like, 2 in the morning, and I'd just be, like, talking to the kids, you feel me? And I would be like preaching to them, like trying to get them to like, like trying to figure out why they're doing what they're doing and trying to lead them down the right path. And I'd just be talking to them, you know what I'm saying? Trying to, trying to, and then they would have to be clean in my building for 21 days before they can leave hmm. and go. So like if they're in my building and they're acting up, then they have to stay with me longer. And even though like some of them, they hella like me and it's cool. It's not cool in, in, in my building because uh they don't get all the shit that they would normally get. You feel me? Right. They can't they can't get extra stuff. They don't really get too much like TV time. You know what I'm saying? So even though like some of the kids are like, oh man, like I wanna stay with you, you feel me? Because you're you're like hella help me, but they don't they don't really want to. They're still trying to get out because they don't get all the extra stuff. You feel me? Right. So I would I would like graduate kids and and uh, they still have the, the program that that I'm talking about. They still have it till this day. That's that's awesome, man. They still has the, it's like a little mentor program. They still have that program till this day. I called I called up there. They all remember me, and they're like like we're still using that same program till this day. That's pretty cool, man. I mean, it's yeah. um, sometimes through our uh, bullshit, and especially you know, clearly the stuff we choose and cause, we can end up leaving a good mark with our stories, you know. And, mm-hmm. and turning it around, man. Here at Knocking Doors Down, we share the stories of people who overcome adversity. You know that already, but what you may not know is that our partners at the Carlos Vieira Foundation aim to help people who struggle with their own adversities as well. The Carlos Vieira Foundation helps those in need through their race for autism, race to be drug free, and race to end the stigma campaigns. You can also choose the Carlos Vieira Foundation as your charitable organization on Amazon Smile to contribute as well. To learn more and support these causes, check out all the info at carlosvierafoundation.org. I'm still amazed, though, that you ended up for 11 years, though. That's baffling to me. 11 years. Like, the, the staff, everybody was like, like, some of them dudes was like, there's this big, was two big old white dudes named uh Coburn and Mr. Hines. And, uh, like, man, like, them dudes, like, them dudes was like ready to cry, bro. 
them dudes was sick, bro. Them dudes was sick. They, cause they seen, they, they, they're with me day and day. So they know my character. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They seen the changes I was making and they seen the changes I was doing for other people. So that's one thing about the courts. They don't care. Like, like even when I went to prison, like I continued that. You feel me? Yeah. No matter who you is, if I talk to you, like I can't really find it in me to, to, to tell you like, to do anything negative, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can't find it in me. I can't find it in me to, to, to be like, yeah, go, go beat his ass or yeah, go do this. Yeah. I can't find it in me. Even if, even if I feel like, man, you should beat that dude's ass. <laughs> I can't tell, I can't find it in me to really like push negativity. You feel me? Yeah. I, it's just not in me. You feel me? Like, even if, even if I mess up and I do something negative, I can't tell you to do nothing negative. I didn't did something or I didn't did all this or I might go do something like I can't find it in me to push it to you. So I was doing that in jail and I was clean for eight years. Uh, COs, everybody was was they had a new law saying that if you're clean for five years, that you're eligible for resentencing. Sure. I was clean for eight. Had all type of COs filing it for me like, man, like where they're they're helping me. And uh the, the the courts were still like no he's lucky he didn't get life no 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 they're mm -hmm. denying everything so like when it comes to the courts it's like it don't matter if you 100% rehabilitated you're doing good they don't care you're not you're they're not no mm -hmm. you got to do all your time there's nothing you can do to get your time knocked off the things that they have that the things that they provide to get time knocked off whether i'm doing bad or good i i i get that those little, the little percentages and the little days off, whether you're doing bad or good, you get those days off. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like yeah. a lot of people, that's why a lot of people don't do good because in jail, it's like, man, why would I do good? Even if I do bad, I'm still going to get the same time knocked off as you. You've been in here. People look at me like, man, you've been in here acting like a little square. You've been doing good and doing all that. And look at you, you getting out after me. You right. feel me? Right. Because it don't matter. You feel me? That don't matter. And, 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 I just didn't care. You feel me? I'm just like, oh, well, they don't got to give me nothing. They don't got to give me no time off. I'm still going to be doing the right thing. You feel me? And I didn't really get blessed in, in, in prison and getting on time knocked off. But when I came home, I got blessed. You feel me? Yeah. So I got married. I got wife. You know what I'm saying? She's super dope. You feel me? And I got I'm I'm locked in with a lot of great people and, and we're and we're we're working on doing more. We're making changes, but we're working on doing like some some big stuff right now. You feel me? So like I'm way more blessed now than than I feel like maybe if I would have came home early and I might not have had those same opportunities. You feel me? Yeah. Well, and that's uh, I think that's what it's all about and what we wanted the you know, ironically, you probably know Pimp C song knocking doors down. But what we wanted <laughs> to mean in this context was exactly what you're going through and what you've experienced and what you're doing now is taking those dark times, those adverse times, the different stuff and using it as in a purpose to be of servitude to others. You know, that's why we share our stories. That's why we lighten the load and. You know, it's, it, I mean, you do, you encompass what we wanted this to mean, Dallas. And so it's, uh, it's cool to talk to you. But when you were sharing that, it made me think of a story and I'm drawing a blank on who he was talking about, but the rapper Q-Tip was talking about, God, I'm trying to remember who it was, but one time he was going to jump the turnstile at the, uh, at the subway and he went, what are you doing? And his buddy, what are you doing? And he goes, man, we don't have to pay the dollar. And he goes, pay the fucking dollar. And he's like, why? No one's watching. He goes, because life's about doing the right thing even when no one's looking. Yeah. And I'm telling you, yes, exactly. And if you and if you can do the right thing when nobody's looking, like I can I you you can convince like that's how you know you're really changed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how you know you really changed. Like if you see somebody drop their wallet, like I was at the airport the uh the other day and like those those little where you put all your property in those little bins, yeah. somebody had left their wallet and like all types of shit in their little bin and like walked off. I don't know how he did that either, because like his belt and everything was in there and and it was like it wasn't even on the on the thing. It was still like stacked up on the ground. Right. 
So I don't know how he did it. You feel me? But he like walked off like without his belt and everything. You feel me? Like I don't know how he didn't like, hey, my belt or nothing. He just he just was gone. You feel me? He probably was late or something. Right. And I'm like, I'm looking at it. I'm like, am I tripping? Like, why is this here? You feel me? Ain't nobody like next to me or nothing. You feel me? And I'm like, I see the old dude going. I'm like, it's got to be his. I'm like, bro, is this yours? You feel me? Like, did you look? Did you drop your? I probably could have. If I was a dirtbag, you feel me? I probably could have stole it, got some extra little money, or did. Yeah. Like, man, that, that's that's not even that's not even nothing that crosses my mind. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What crosses my mind is like, damn, like this man gonna have to get a new ID. He's gonna have to call around, cancel all his cars. Like, that's that's. That's messed up. Like, I would hate to have to do that. You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. when someone could have just been like, hey, man, like, you know what I'm saying? And he was hella cool and he got his shit and whatever. But just little things like that. You feel me? Like, if no, I, I wouldn't even with nobody. You feel me? I could have just. But, like, that's how I, I try to preach to people, too. Like, just do the right thing. Like, nobody's seen it. Like, bro, just do the right thing. Karma is real, bro. Yeah. And And even if it's right, like, you don't want to be that type of person. You don't want to be no thief. You don't want to be no nothing. You feel me? Like, like something come up missing and I'm around, like, everybody's going to know, like, it for sure was not him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No matter what you think, it for sure wasn't him because he didn't had a million opportunities to do that. And he's not even doing that. You feel me? Like, I, that don't cross my mind. Cause, like, and even if it did, I would ask somebody for something before I took it. You feel me? Like, yeah. I was never a thief, though. I tell you that much, though. The, cr- the most craziest time of my life, I was never no thief. <laughs> I would never steal from you. I would. That was. That's not my. That's never. Like we. That's one thing we preach. Like, obviously, some people don't listen. But growing up, that's one of the things that like is is frowned upon. In jail, it's frowned upon. Everybody oh, hates sure. a thief. In jail, oh no, nah, you cannot be no thief. You, that's frowned upon. And even in the streets, like like stealing and doing stuff like that like where i'm from like we that's frowned upon like you don't get no stripes like we don't we don't salute you we don't none of that for for stealing from somebody especially if you're stealing from somebody who who's like not in like the gang life or anything or like you're trying to harm somebody that's not a gang member like bro that's frowned upon yeah you usually if you're doing some type of gang things or whatever just gang on gang that's it Anybody else that's not in there is like, stay up. Like you know what I'm saying? They they they're they're off limits. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you don't touch nobody that's not living like that, or you don't rob nobody who's not in that life. Like it was, that was always something I was kind of frowned upon. You know? Yeah. Well, Dallas. Uh, uh, before we get to some random questions, I leave you with the final thoughts. We gotta talk. Uh, Finally, free man available on all digital platforms. Yeah, that's the that's the my my latest uh my latest project and uh it's pretty dope i got some features on there uh seti hendrix he's pretty big he's from about alabama i got mizey on there got a few of my brothers on there and uh it's just a it's just a it's just a warm-up album like just a warm-up cd you know what i'm saying like i came home i was kind of getting the rhythm of it but it's it's pretty it's pretty dope i got some songs on there that that some some pretty some pretty good work but this this newer stuff that i'm working on now yeah is like it's like probably it's it's next level uh hey uh let's let's have a little fun jump into some random questions what do you think yep come on all right you could have dinner with any one person living or not who are they one person mm-hmm uh, I would, I would, I would, I would do Twitch. Really? Rest in peace, Twitch. Why? Or Ellen? Oh. because in uh, in jail, in prison, all I did, all I did was watch, was watch Ellen. Really? That was the one show that I've never missed, not an episode while I was in prison. Yeah. Never. I know about twelve days giveaways, all the little stuff she got going on. I love Ellen. Ellen, it was like, she was like, like, and a lot of people will tell you this, like, she was like the one little, little hour of joy that, you know what I'm saying? You're going to get while you in, 
why you in prison. You know what I'm saying? Was yeah. watching Ellen. For show yeah. you, if you're feeling down or you sad or you just having a bad day, you throw on some Ellen. She's for sure not having a bad day. <laughs> she's for sure going to uplift you and she's being super kind. And she's like, you watch her like find people that are going through stuff and just give them all types of crazy stuff and make them so happy. And, and, uh, and I always loved Twitch too. You feel me? Like he just had that, mm. he had that smile. You know what I'm saying? Like when mm. you see a smile, when he smiles, it's like, it's like you just want to smile with him. Like you don't, you don't even know what he's smiling about. And you mm. just smiling with him. Like he just, he just seemed like a great dude. You know what I'm saying? And, and every time I was on there, he would, and I seen that connection with him and Ellen, and I just loved it. You feel me? Yeah. So I would love to have dinner with with ellen on twitch you know what i'm saying and, and yeah. that'd be that'd be cool as hell to me you feel me? because they they brought me a lot of joy when when i was when i was in the, the worst situation of my life you know what i'm saying yeah well and it's sad that yeah he um you know obviously to his mental health issues as we're discussing and and with you saying that i'm immediately you know having a thought that yeah maybe you could have been the guy that dropped some of your life and maybe helped him realize yeah. he wasn't alone and it's um yeah, it's just sad. It's it's disheartening yeah. to me that, you know, there's so many. And then it's know. like when you're a celebrity, it's like, man, like you're dealing with mental health. And it's like, if I go get help, you guys are going to blog it and make me seem like this. And it's y'all going to y'all going to y'all going to make it worse. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, oh, what do you in mental? Like, so like that, that's one of the reasons why they probably like shy away from that type of stuff. Like, man, like, dang, I want help. But if I get help, they're going to put me on blast and they're going to make it seem like I'm crazy and they're going to, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so who knows what he was going through? You feel me? I just wish that he could have got, he could have talked to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's such a shitty thing that that happens to celebrities that so many people want to be so inquisitive about their personal and private lives in that way that, you know, if it's stuff they don't want to open up about, or I think the most heinous one is, and you see it more with female celebrities where their phones are hacked and they're, you know, their picture, maybe they meant in a romantic part. Yeah. And it's like, like what a, what a, what a violation of just privacy. Like, and it's just like, now they're, they got a label on them for the rest of their life. And it's just, man, that's, it's just the world is just, the world just needs help, bro. The world needs, that's all it is. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. We could probably go another hour about that, but all right, let's, uh, 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 last book you read? Last book I read was uh, was uh, was uh, it's a realtor book. Huh. It was the uh, I forgot his name, but he's the uh, the rich dad poor dad. Oh, uh, uh, uh yeah, Kawasaki. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I've read that rich dad poor dad too. That's a pretty good book. Yeah, I I, I read. Towards like all the time when I was coming home, I was reading. Uh, I had a few of his books, and I was just like kind of bouncing around reading his books, just trying to get a little bit of knowledge on on some of that stuff. Yeah, and uh, it, it it helped a little bit. Like some of the uh some of the terminology and stuff that I learned from his books. Like people I hear people actually say it. You feel me? Yeah. Oh yeah. Like OPM and stuff like that. I thought that was something like he just was saying like his own little slang like that's where that's that's what they call it like that's what a lot of people use those those words and i'm like oh i thought he made that up like just kind of like you know what i'm saying like a little slang you know what i'm saying no that industry jargon is real man you'll hear it all the time i mean i've had to educate myself on so many little terms working and yeah. helping people with addiction treatment and then in this and you know it's uh it's crazy uh all right um uh, boy how do i I mean, man, you've essentially been on a deserted island, uh, so to speak, uh, spending all that time in in prison. Uh, but if you could have uh, one music artist's greatest hits and one movie with you, say you were on an island for a month, what would they be? You only get one of each. Oh, so if I had, if I had to do one movie on an island? Yep, one movie and one music artist's greatest hits. If I had to do one movie movie on the island, I would probably be on 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 the island with Castaway. That uh, you know what I'm talking about? Yeah, Tom Hanks, <laughs> some inspiration. Yeah. 
Yeah. And then uh one music artist, greatest hits. I probably would have to I probably would have to make a make a song with like Otis Redding or something. Oh, there you go. Of Bay or something. <laughs> uh, how fitting. Yeah, on, on on island with Castaway with the Otis Redding. <laughs> shit that's too good uh let's say that uh you decide to write a book or a, a producer hears about your story wants to license it for a tv series or movie who would you like to see play you play me yeah uh the person who would have to play me would probably have to be like bow wow or something all right yeah because people always say like oh you look like like Bow Wow, Bow Wow looks like you, and he acts, so he might as well be me, you feel me? Yeah, that's a good compliment. All right, last one. Uh, if you could have any one superpower, what would it be? I probably would have a superpower of, like, knowing how to fly or something. Yeah, just avoid the damn airports, huh? Yeah, I just fly <laughs> everywhere. I'll be right fly. there, guys. Hold on. Fly or, or learn how to just snap my fingers and food comes <laughs> immediately that's my problem that's my addiction food man oh yeah oh my god i love food what's the go-to cheat meal then like the just that man i you know that's the get down uh lately like there's this thing there's this spot called like like light like random stuff but like Lately, for some reason, like I just be craving wings all the time. I crave wings for some reason all the time, and it's probably because I never ate. I never really liked wings. Sure. And then, like, I just recently, like, like, kind of like, oh, I, these are hella good for some reason now. You feel me? I hated them growing up. Yeah. And don't get them in prison. But then when I came home, I still didn't eat them because I'm so used to not eating them. So then I, when I when I ate some, I'm like, oh, my God, these wings are just like fire for some <laughs> reason. I don't know why. Like, uh, and and uh, I'll probably eat. Some, I'll probably like order some wings in a little bit. Just thinking about it. Now you're making me want some. There's a pretty good place here. I don't know why they're so good. But I've just been loving them. Yeah. Oh, man. Hey, uh, Dallas, this has uh, been a pleasure to talk to you, man. You are an inspiration. Likewise. I'm proud of you, and and uh, we need more people like you out there. And I know that you're helping put that seed in so many young people's brains and, and, and people in general to maybe help them uh, know they can turn it around. So, uh, hey, the, the floor is yours, brother. If there's anything you want to drop knowledge-wise to people, maybe somebody struggling similar to you or whatever it is. Anybody struggling, just uh, contact me on Instagram, i.am.money with two Ys. And uh, I will for sure get you help with my company or I will get you help with somebody else. Whatever fits you the best, we're going to get you some help. And uh, yeah, don't 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 be shy to reach out and just. You know what I'm saying? I talk back. I actually read my DMs and I, I try to I try to read them as much as I can. Like majority of my read them. So like if you reach out to me, I should reach back. And if you reach out to me more than once, I'm probably gonna get to you for sure. You feel me? So I will I, I right now I'm just focusing on getting people help. So if you guys got any you guys need any anybody needs any type of help, just reach out and I will get you help for sure. And uh and uh, that's really it, you know. Don't, 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 don't be scared to get help because that shit is is serious, man. You really, you really need it. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna show the people around you like that you're serious. You feel me? Because I know a lot of people that's dealing with whatever they're dealing with. I know that they don't, they don't like the way their family's looking at them. You know what I'm saying? They don't, they don't. That, that's nothing to be proud of. You know what I'm saying? Because depending on how far gone depending on how far gone that you went, you know what I'm saying? Like you probably burned some bridges or you probably did, but you can, you can come back from that. You feel me? But if you want your family and everybody to take you seriously, getting help is the only way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And not only getting help, but actually accepting the help, you know, 
and like really taking it seriously and really listening to what these people got to say when they're talking to you and what because they know what they're talking about you know and mm-hmm. and once you take it seriously and you get the help you need i guarantee it, you're gonna love it because i talk to a lot of people that go through the programs like there's there's people in programs that i just talk to on a daily i'm gonna i'm gonna call somebody that's in a program after this and i'm gonna check on him and i'm gonna ask him how his day is because he doesn't even know that he helps me day to day. And I didn't even get him in the program. He's 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 not somebody that's under me. And, you know, what I'm saying I, I found him help. He already had help. You know, what I'm saying he's already been in the program. I end up I end up going out there talking to him, giving him some advice just because he was there and we were talking. And the stuff that he was saying was like helping me. And obviously, whatever I told him helped him. And we just linked. So. Like, just because you need help or you're getting help, don't mean that you cannot help people still. Because this dude's helping me. He doesn't. He has no clue. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He has no clue. You feel me? I call him every morning and every night, and and I talk to him for like you know what I'm saying, just like ten minutes. But he for sure helps me, and like, cause cause I can recognize genuine people. Yeah. And. And everything he was saying and, and the way he was treating me was just like, was just like, okay, this is a great dude. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's really, he's struggling with what he's struggling with right now, but this dude is like, he's awesome. You know what I'm saying? He's, he's really like, and now he's like, really like someone I consider one of my friends. And I talk to him. I tell him all the time, like, bro, I talk to you more than I talk to, and I only talk to you for 10 minutes in the, in the morning, probably like 10 minutes at night. And I talk to you more than I talk to any gang member. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I talk to you. If, and you help me more than anybody, more than a lot of like with your words and just keep me on the right path. He's helped me more than a lot of people that I've known my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And he doesn't even know it. He's just talking. You know what I'm saying? He's just telling me how his day is. And you know what I'm saying? Maybe I should do this or do that. And you know what I'm saying? And, and it's, it really helps me for real. Or Or he's telling me like little stories and what he did and I'm like, wow, like this dude, this dude's really hella cool. You know what I'm saying? Like he's really helping me. So we're all helping each other. You know what I'm saying? So just because I'm not technically in a program, I get helped by the people in the programs though. You know what I'm saying? Like we're all helping each other. We're all just, Hey, we're all people that recognize that we're human and we all go through problems. And once we all recognize that and we're all talking and like, Bro, it's like therapy all day. You know what I'm saying? Call one, call one of these random dudes, and it's like therapy. I call my boss therapy. You know what I'm saying? I'm kind of slacking or whatever. He's on me. You know what I'm saying? Hey, what what did you do today? You did oh, you ain't been out there in the field. Uh, what are you doing? You know what I'm saying? Like, it keeps me busy because the more you're not busy, the more you just get in your head and. You know what I'm saying? And you start just thinking like bad thoughts. And if you let them bad thoughts overpower, you're back. You're back to square one. This is the Knocking Doors Down podcast featuring celebrities, experts, and everyday people who have overcome adversities, including addiction, mental health, and trauma to live purposeful lives. And that's what Knocking Doors Down is all about. This podcast contains the views and opinions of the Knockin' Doors Down hosts and their guests to the show. The content here should not be taken as medical advice. The content here is for informational purposes only. And because each person is sharing their unique perspective, please consult your healthcare professional for any medical questions. Views and opinions expressed in the podcast and website are our own and do not represent that of our places of work. While we make every effort to ensure that the information we are sharing is accurate, we welcome any comments, suggestions, or correction of errors. Privacy is of the utmost importance to us. For those wishing anonymity, people, places, and scenarios mentioned in the podcast have been changed to protect confidentiality at the request of certain guests. This website or podcast should not be used in any legal capacity whatsoever, including but not limited to establishing standard of care in a legal sense or as a basis for expert witness testimony.
No guarantee is given regarding the accuracy of any statements or opinions made on the podcast or website. In no way does listening, reading, emailing, or interacting on social media with their content establish a doctor-patient relationship. If you find any errors in any of the content of this podcast or blogs, please send a message through the contact page. This podcast is owned by KDD Media Company.